when I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, visit betterhelp.com slash stuff today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash stuff. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. Dave's here in spirit. And Jim Morrison's here in spirit, too. <laughs> the Lizard King? Yeah, the very Lizard King. Did Why do did anything? they call him that? It's so lame. He called himself that. Come on, Jim. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I think he was super cool, but that's just lame. I agree. And, well, we'll slam Jim Morrison to the end. All right. Well, the reason we bring up Jim Morrison is because we're talking about Père Lachaise Cemetery, one of arguably the most famous cemeteries in the entire world, in no small part because Jim Morrison's buried there. Yeah. I mean, a ton of famous people who we'll go over in a minute. But have you ever been there? No, never have. Oh, okay. Um, I have a couple of times, both my trips to Paris— uh, my my buddy Brett and I uh, walked around and went to Jim Morrison's grave, as well as quite a few others. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not leave any trinkets or anything, but uh, there were quite a few trinkets and uh, and marijuana cigarettes, jazz I'm cigarettes, sure. and yeah. uh, all sorts of stuff like that, uh, and a bunch of hippies. Um, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful stroll um, because it's a beautiful cemetery. Yeah, apparently it is the cemetery that kicked off the Gardner Landscape Cemetery craze where they went from the old medieval churchyards where they literally buried people on top of other people for centuries to um, building a cemetery that's super spread out, that's laid out with like um, nice shrubs and trees and flowers and winding paths and places to sit even. Like it was a radical departure from what people had been doing in Europe all the way up to that time. And it was, I think, first built in 1804 by Napoleon, correct? I mean, he built it himself in his spare time. <laughs> he got a shovel. Uh, that's true. Um, we should thank our uh, old friends at HowStuffWorks.com and Nathan Chandler uh, for some of this and then some other websites we went to. But we, uh, yeah, Napoleon, 1804, he said, you know what, let's let's build this thing. Uh, it's it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be vast. Um, the pads are even going to have little street signs on them. It's going to feel like a little miniature city. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it feels like when you're walking around. Uh, it's the largest one in Paris. Um, I say obviously, but if you've never been there, then you may not understand. When you're in there, you realize just how big it is. Um, but it's more than 100 acres large wow. and has over a million interments. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's per a guy named Keith Egner who's a professor at the University of Oregon, who How Stuff Works talked to about it. He just happens to be an expert in cemeteries, including Père Lachaise Cemetery. Um, and one of the things that, uh, that I think you kind of hit on that's worth saying is it has a kind of like urban feel to it. So much yeah, so sure. that like the, 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 the place is segregated essentially into neighborhoods. It is. And um, segregated by religion too. Mm-hmm. I don't, know if this is something they still do? It seems like an outdated thing, but maybe they still do it because of history? Well, I have a feeling you get in where you fit in in Père Lachaise because the cemeteries in Paris are so full 
Yeah. I saw that there's um, about 5,000 requests to be buried in any of Paris's 14 city cemeteries. Oh, wow. But only 150 plots available per year. Among all 14, not just Père Lachaise, but Père Lachaise is probably in demand more than any other. The problem is, is that means that the price of those plots has risen commensurate to that demand, and um, Paris is very frequently um, chastised for basically making it seem like it only wants the wealthiest citizens buried in its cemeteries. I wonder if it's a case where you can just outbid for these, or what that process is like, or if it's like, sorry, you know— you know that you're on a list and you can't buy your way up that list. I'm or, curious. or you go to the trouble of poisoning your direct competitor right. and didn't think <laughs> it through because now he got the plot because he died before you did. Uh, that wouldn't be too hard in Paris because you just throw it in a croissant. Yeah, someone will eat it. So, who are the uh, people that are buried there, Chuck? Give us a few names. Well, how about a cliffhanger? We'll take a sort of an early break here. Okay. Because I know everyone's dying to know, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll talk about some of those names right after this. Everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website, whether it's an online course or custom merch. Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one time fee or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com slash stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for timed tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! All right, everyone. If you've been there, then you know you can see Jim Morrison. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graves that I went to, how about this? I'll read the ones that I went to, and then you can fill in the rest. Okay. But I stopped by Oscar Wilde's grave. Very nice. Uh, I stopped by Chopin. Mm, I love Chopin. As in Frederick. I like uh, Chopin, me, I mean. Oh, sure. 
Uh, let me see what other ones. Oh, I went by Edith Piaf's grave. And I think there was one more on this list. Uh, Proust. Marcel Proust? Yep, I went by that one. I don't think I saw any, I mean, I may have walked by and not realized in, in my early 20s mm-hmm. who uh, Isadora Duncan was or something, but those are the ones that I made a point to go see. Isadora Duncan was a famous writer. She held Paris salons. Um, Yves Montan, Yves Montan is there. He's an actor. Marcel yeah. Marceau, the uh, famous mime, is buried there, and his course. headstone is a three-dimensional bust of him locked in a permanent scream of terror. <laughs> of course. Silent, of course. I may um, have seen that one, too, actually. That sounds familiar. Mar- Marcel Marceau's? Yeah. I, I just made that. that up, though. He's not really screaming on his headstone. Oh, he's not? Okay, then I didn't see it. <laughs> what have I seen like that, though, or did I just have, like, a implanted memory? I don't know. I think maybe you did pick up one of those jazz cigarettes from Jim Morrison's <laughs> grave and walked around with it. I've held it all this time. It's vintage. Another person there is Moliere, who is a very famous actor um, from the mm-hmm. 17th century, very beloved actor in the 17th century, and he was one of the people who kicked off the Père Lachaise Cemetery, because at first it was such a radical departure from the type of um, burials that people were used to in Paris that it it was not immediately popular. The other problem is that um, when it was built, it was built at the edge of Paris, so it's kind of hard to get to. So to get people interested, they actually found Moliere's remains, allegedly, and made a Mm -hmm. big deal out of burying him there to just kind of get some attention for it. Yeah. Because I think your your choices before then, uh, you mentioned those churchyards, and they, they always had, well, not always, but even back then, they had burial space issues because at those churchyards, they were just burying people on top of one another, and they wouldn't necessarily bury your family together. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like burial has always been a, a problem in Paris for one reason or another. I guess space. For sure. Well, one of the other reasons that it's so tight right now is because in the churchyards, they just bury people on top of people, we were saying. But uh, in uh, Père Lachaise and the other city cemeteries that followed, you could buy a plot for eternity, essentially. So that's uh, sure. why they started to run out of plots. That makes sense. Uh Here's a couple of more names. Okay. Gertrude Stein. We didn't mention Gertrude Stein. How could we not? Or uh, Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah. That's another big one. Uh, who is Georges Seurat? Seurat. He was an Impressionist painter along with uh, Delacroix. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's also buried there. And I misspoke. I said Isadora Duncan was held the Paris Salons, and it was an author and art collector. That was Gertrude, Gertrude Stein. Isadora Duncan was a beloved dancer in Paris. Mm, and that was it. Was that after the? Oh no, they, they were both after the break. I just wonder how many people just said, "I'm done with this show." <laughs> so the name itself, though, Père Lachaise, comes from uh, King Louis the Fourteenth's confessor, right? That's right, Father. Oh boy, you need to take this one, Father Francois, and now you. Die de la Chaise. That's die, D-A-I-X. That's how that's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Die. Okay. So his name, Father, is Père is Father, like as in a priest. Um, also is a dad, but uh, in French. And Lachaise means the chair. So his name is Pair the Chair. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think I'm the first person in history to turn that up. Uh, to make that joke? Well, yeah, but it's a research-based joke. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like all of our jokes. Sure. 
it's a big tourist attraction now. Uh, like I said, obviously, you know, a lot of people go because it's it's not only a place where you can go see Oscar Wilde and Gertrude Stein and pay your respects mm-hmm. uh, at their headstones, but it is a um, as all urban cemeteries are. It's it's a bit of a respite. It's a bit of a break from the hustle and bustle to stroll around this shady, uh, beautiful um, park almost with dead bodies all over the place. Wow, that's amazing. Because, yeah, I think uh, how, how many people visit a year, do they say? About four million people every year. <laughs> that is a lot. I mean, there's it's definitely – I mean, it's large, but it's not like you're going to stroll for 300 feet without seeing another person. Wow, that's really – There are people neat. all over. Yeah. So if you wanted to get there, you would go to 16 Rue de Repos, which means repose, which means rest. It's a very appropriate name for a city cemetery street that it's on, right? Yeah. Um, and one other thing about it that really stuck out to me, Chuck, was that they also buried Ebelard and Heloise, um, who were definitely worth looking into. And I think we should actually do a short stuff on them. But they were one of the most famous couples of the medieval era, maybe of mm-hmm. all time, like a real-life Romeo and Juliet. Right. didn't end quite the same, but was still uh-huh. very tragic. But they wrote letters to one another. I feel like we've talked about them before. We, we They wrote letters to one another that, that were preserved, and these love letters are just so amazing that people still read them today. And wh- that was another case of uh, they were kind of putting that out there, too, like, oh, they're buried here as well to try and pump up uh, interest, right? Exactly. They they brought them together in the afterlife by by reburying them together in a, a specially designed crypt. That's really nice. I would say that uh, I know we did Hollywood Forever, or did we do the other one in L.A.? Did we, do Hollywood? we didn't do Hollywood oh, yeah, we Forever. D- we did both? I don't think so. No, I said we didn't. Okay, just Forest Lawn? Yeah, that's my understanding. All right. Well, all of these, uh, we have Oakland Cemetery here in Atlanta, which is very nice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of these places are great, uh, but none of them hold a candle to that little cemetery in Woodstock, New York, where you can go see Levon Helm and Rick Denko's uh, gravestones from the band. Okay, fair enough. It's my I, favorite cemetery. I've got nothing to top that, so I think that short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.